Welcome to Test Your Network, an Expo podcast aimed at helping you leverage our expertise in network testing and monitoring. Through guest interviews, trending discussion topics, and more, you'll gain actionable insights about successfully deploying next-gen networks, including 5G. Hello and welcome to this episode of Test Your Network by Expo. I'm your host today, Tyler Kern. Thank you so much for joining me. We are living in a world with an exploding need for bandwidth, where people require connectivity anywhere, anytime, and with the right experience. And this has been brought sharply into focus over the last several weeks as businesses have increasingly moved to work from home. Now, this need for faster and more reliable networks underlines the importance of 5G development as we forge ahead into this new reality. 5G will serve as the underpinning for fully connected industries and cities. Interoperability is crucial for delivering innovative, flexible, and cost-effective solutions. And today I'm speaking to guests from two separate companies who, through their expertise and solutions, are working to make all of this possible. The first company is Exfo, who delivers smarter tests, monitoring, and analytic solutions for fixed and mobile network operators, web-scale companies, and equipment manufacturers in the global communications industry. Their customers count on them to deliver superior network performance, service reliability, and subscriber insights, as well as a unique blend of equipment, software, and services to accelerate digital transformations related to fiber, 4G LTE, and 5G deployments. They also have expertise with automation, real-time troubleshooting, and big data analytics, which are critical to their business performance. The other company today is Xilinx, and they are the inventor of the FPGA, hardware programmable SOCs, and the ACAP, designed to deliver the most dynamic processor technology in the industry. They provide adaptable communication platforms for wired and wireless networks, delivering highly integrated, field-upgradable, and high-performance solutions from the cloud to radios. Xilinx's proven 5G solutions and rich ecosystem offerings enable our customers to deploy fast-to-market and diverse solutions for 5G NR, converged access, transport, and AIML. Only Xilinx's adaptable communication platform can deliver the expected user experience in an industry with evolving standards and time-to-market pressures. Our two guests today come from those two companies, the first of which is Sophie Legault. Sophie, please uh, just go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us a little bit more about what you do at Expo. Uh, yes, thank you, Tyler. My name is uh, Sophie Legault, as you mentioned, and I'm a Director of Product Management for the Transport and Datacom Business Unit at Expo. And Gilles, can you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit more about what you do at Xilinx? Yes, of course. Thank you, Tyler. So I'm Gilles Garcia, and I'm the Director of the Wired and Wireless Communication Business at Xilinx. Well, it's a pleasure having both of you on. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you. Thank you. So Sophie, I want to start off with you and just ask a question just um, as part of the brief, uh, the brief overview that I gave of each company and the role that you play in bringing 5G solutions to life. I was wondering if you can go into a little bit more detail about what the expertise is that each of your companies brings to the table when it comes to 5G. So Sophie, tell me a little bit more about Expo and the expertise that Expo has when it comes to bringing 5G to life. Right. Well, um at, at, at Expo, we really work closely with um, both the, the network equipment vendors as well as the mobile operators themselves, and that, and that is really across the world. So, um, and we help them build and deploy their 5G solutions and, and their services. So first, we, uh, we bring our expertise in the lab where we help them uh, validate um, our systems, uh, their systems, basically, for new 5G technologies before they're uh, actually deployed in, into the field. 
and we help our customers in choosing the right solutions that they want to uh, they we help the customers to choose the right solution and to validate the right solutions that will go into their network. And we're also out there in the field. So we bring that expertise as well from an operational standpoint where we help uh, the mobile operators operationalize uh, these new technologies, bring these new technologies to, uh, to the field. Uh, talking specifically uh, like 5G transport, for example, uh, we start by validating the fiber layer and then uh, looking at all these new technologies that, uh, that are deployed. So we really help build and validate troubleshoot uh, the 5G network uh, with the customer. So we, we help them um, in, the, in that environment. And then uh, for Xilinx, and I'll, I'll, I'll let Jill add on after that, but they, they definitely bring that deep knowledge and expertise uh, of the latest 5G technologies. Um, being, they're really at the beginning of the, of the technology cycle. So we really rely on them for, for that expertise to, to, both, to optimize both of our solutions uh, before they're actually deployed. So, Gilles, I'm sure you, you, you'd like to add to uh, the, the, the Xilinx expertise that, that you guys bring to 5G, for sure. Yeah, thank you very much, Sophie. So, uh, on, on top of what Sophie mentioned from the, the Xilinx perspective, we, we are a, a platform provider. So, that means that for wired and wireless uh, markets, we have developed uh, a set of uh, devices that are specially tailored toward the 5G market. So on the wireless, we have, we have created a, a device called the RF SOC, which has a very high integration in order to reduce the cost, the power, and improve the performance uh, for the customers using this device and this platform into their radio or into their uh, base station. And with other devices that we have, we are also working with an ecosystem uh, partner to bring uh, IPs uh, into those devices when Xilinx is not developing the all, uh, all the IPs in order to accelerate the time to market and the time to revenue of our customers. Absolutely. So it, it sounds like between the two companies that there are a lot of solutions and a lot of uh, technology innovation that uh, is able to help advance what your customers are doing. So, Jill, tell me a little bit more about how Xilinx and Expo work together to create workable, fully formed solutions and bring those to the customers that have been tested and demonstrated. And uh, th th these are proven technologies that are ready for market and ready to work. Thank you for the, the question. So, uh, as Sophie mentioned, uh, Xilinx, we are very often at the forefront of the, the technology and we are so delivering new devices and by the way those devices one of the first group that are using these devices are, are the test equipment providers and so we have been working for years with Expo and Expo is using a lot of the Xilinx technology in their product as well in order to have their systems their test systems working before the uh, operators or the system vendors are bringing up their, uh, their uh, systems because they will have to test it. And so it's almost a ripple effect that Xalinx with the first chips that they, when we are bringing a new chip to the market, we need to work very closely with Xfo in order to have Xfo, by the way, using our chip and being able to have interoperability uh, between our platforms and their test equipment so we can prove to the world that 
In fact, the test equipments are ready for the prime time. And by the way, that the chips used either inside the test equipment or to be used by the system vendors are also capable to work together. And so that's what we did, for example, for Mobile Work Congress. Unfortunately, that was canceled. And for OFC, that was canceled as well in terms of trade shows, where we put together a joint demonstration showing the capabilities of the Xalinx devices, interoperating and using X4 equipment to generate the traffic and generate the protocols that was required for the demonstration that we were doing. So I'm sure that Sophie will probably add uh, her view uh, to this uh, cooperation that we have between the companies. Yes, uh, absolutely. Thanks, uh, thanks, Gilles. And and as you mentioned it, it it's really a beneficial relationship uh, for both of our companies as well as for our customers. So it really allows to us to, when we provide when Xilinx or Expo provides a, a, a solution, an early technological solution to our customers, uh, the equipment vendors as a first, for example, we know um, that they have been tested. We know that they are solid technologies because we beforehand we've worked technology, we've worked together to make sure that they were fully validated. So when our customers receive our technologies, it's, it's already solid and they don't have to worry about uh, the solidity of the of the technical solution. Right. There's a lot of peace of mind that comes from a partnership like this where you're able to test, improve, and make sure that the technologies all work the way that you want before they go out to the customers and before they hit the market. Um, and and we've, we've talked a little bit about just the need for this connectivity. It's becoming more and more of a requirement every day. So, Sophie, I was wondering if you could just break down uh, some of the, uh, sorry, some of the, the technologies that are enabling 5G to happen and how they're allowing 4G and 5G to ex to coexist harmoniously right now and moving into the future. Yeah, and if, if we look a bit more specifically to, to, to 5G transport, um, to bring all the, um, the new applications that are, are promised uh, by 5G, um, there's quite a, new, uh, quite a number of new technologies that are planned to be deployed in the transport network or, or what we call the cross-all transport network that includes the front-all, the mid-all, and, and the back-all. And, and there are very strict requirements uh, on that network, things like latency, uh, throughput, network slicing, and others. Uh, these strict requirements are there to be able, as I mentioned, to support all the applications that are promised for 5G. Um, and at the same time, that, that transport network really has to support the 4G network because the 4G network's not going away. So it has to be sort of a ubiquitous uh, network that'll support all the technologies. And these tech new technologies, um, they're a mix of um, Ethernet, uh, things like FlexE, eSIPRI, uh, SIPRI, as well as ORAN, um, and also uh, techno synchronization technologies like TSN, PTP, SyncKey, so quite a bit uh, of different uh, technologies, new technologies not net, that, that bring new challenges. So uh, the challenge for the operators is, is really to be able to pick the right technology uh, and the right architecture for their own reality because uh, there, there's a lot of different options and depending on you know how their network's built today, where they want to go, 
they really have to pick and choose. They're not going to deploy everything. So that's, that's a challenge. And there's also a challenge from a, an operational side once that network will be in, uh, in, uh, in working in service. So Sophie, if I can add something to what you just said, uh, and, and you, you have been quite exhaustive on all the, the type of protocols that need to be supported when we are going through the different 4G and 5G uh, networks. I, I just wanted to add the, the that Galings is bringing to the market has been done, especially for those multi-protocols, multi-standards, uh, multi-requirement type of environment. And so all our platforms are very flexible, uh, programmable, and adaptable to what the customers are looking for. So Tyler, you were, you were talking about how 4G and 5G will coexist. Mm -hmm. Imagine our that you are, we are all saying, whatever it is, the country or continent we are in, that are used by the operators to put their radios into it. All the towers today have 3G or 4G, and some of them starting to add 5G into it. So that means that now you will have the transport networks that uh, Sophie was talking about, will have to transport the coexisting traffic with different characteristics, different requirements from the pure application or end-user perspective. And we'll have to support all the protocols mentioned by uh, Sophie and transport that without losing any uh, parameters and any characteristics or reliability aspect of those different protocols. Mm -hmm. That's really the challenge. And that's where the technology that Xalinx is bringing and the test platforms that Expo are bringing are allowing the system vendors to develop systems that will really match those new challenges that 5G is bringing to the market. Right, right. You're mentioning those challenges, and that's that's kind of where I wanted to go next, Gilles, is just talking about the biggest challenges and barriers when it comes to 5G and how exactly you're tackling those and... I suppose eliminating those barriers so that 5G becomes more of a reality. Kind of talk me through some of those challenges and what you're doing to overcome them. Yeah, so one of the first challenges is 4G will not go away. So it's a fact. So meaning is that 5G will complement, will add uh, new applications, new services on top of what the 4G network is, is, is doing. So 5G will really bring new set of uh, capabilities, higher bandwidth, uh, new applications, uh, better uh, beam forming for the radio, but will bring challenges in terms of higher bandwidth means that the throughput that the transport, the 5G transport network that Sophie was talking about will have to, will have to, to uh, transport will be much higher. So the first challenge will be on the XOR or cross all suddenly the platforms will have to be much more capable to what they are doing. On the 5G, the latency of the application, since you are running much faster network, the latency that a lot of those applications that want to be run on top of the 5G networks will have very constrained and very strict latency requirements that the 5G transport networks will also have to, to take in mind and being able to protect through uh, the networks. 
on top of the radio, of course, and on top of the base stations that will have also to handle those challenges. Mm -hmm. One will be the power. Since the 5G will have a much higher bandwidth, you will need higher power to be able to sustain uh, those radios uh, are running at higher gigahertz and the transport running at higher uh, bandwidth. And so the power is, it will be another key challenge that, that the 5G uh, will have to, to handle. And last but not least, uh, cost, because uh, several studies have shown that the end user at the end are not ready to pay double to what they are paying today on the 4G, but still are looking to have a better experience, new applications and higher bandwidth with their new 5G endpoint. Yeah, absolutely. Sophie, do you have anything to add just on the challenges of 5G and some of the hurdles to overcome to kind of bring it to the masses and bring it out to the market? Uh, yeah, definitely. Additional to, um, to what Jill mentioned in terms of, of, of the technology challenge, there's one big one that we're seeing with with our mobile operator uh, customers are the the operational challenge the the, the sheer challenge of bringing to life uh, such a uh, a massive ne uh, network where the volume uh, of the cell sites are, are just multiplied by 10 the volume of fiber deployments are are also multiplied by by quite a high number so the the operational challenge there being able to um, you know work with their their contractors work with their technicians uh, bringing that work network to life and maintaining that network um, also from a a technology knowledge perspective of all that personnel like I named it before there's quite a bit a number of new technologies that are not known to uh, to the field personnel so that's quite a challenge and and we meet that every day so anytime. Um, they can have uh, solutions um, for the field that are, are simplified, that are uh, faster, uh, that make it easier, that don't demand, you know, in-depth knowledge. Uh, that's really um, things that, that can help the mobile operators in, in deploying uh, and maintaining the 5G network. Right, absolutely. So, Sophie, can, can you explain a little bit more about transport networks and how your clients can best prepare themselves for, um, how, the, how your clients can best prepare their transport networks for 5G and for that deployment? Uh, yes, absolutely. So, in, in terms of, uh, of, of preparation, um, as we've been hearing it, uh, the foundation of, of, of the 5G network is really fiber. So we've been hearing that for, for a while and mo mobile operators have started to prepare and have started to build that foundation, laying out the fiber. Um, and there's quite a bit of work uh, going on into making sure that that fiber foundation is really built properly and built right. And it's very important that it meets uh, the right quality indicators because that's critical. It, it's it's the it's really the foundation of the network. If that is done right the first time, then when you actually uh, put on the new technologies, put on the new services, you know you have confidence that the net the network will run run uh, right. Um, and then the key elements is is once you know that fiber foundation is is solid and and deployed right. It, it, the important part before you actually, you know, start putting on new services, new 5G services, is really to validate um, the important metrics or the important performance metrics. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, things like, and, and Jill mentioned as well, in terms of latency, um, throughput, 
are, do you have from the get-go the right performance metrics verify if, if they're, they're there day one? Uh, also, synchronization, which is a, a new concern from a 5G perspective, making sure that the synchronization uh, network is solid uh, to carry all these new applications. Uh, and that's really uh, the Transport Network Foundation. And it, it's to make sure that these the network can uh, meet the new uh, all these KPIs and uh, that is ready to support uh, all the new services. That That's key. From, from the beginning. So Sophie, if I can add to what you just said, and, and I think you, you encompass quite a lot of, uh, of the, uh, the, what the, the, the clients will have to be ready for. I think that one of the challenge of 5G as well is the standardization, which is still evolving. Again, today, uh, yeah. 16, is, uh, 16 is almost complete. Release 17 on the 3GPP 5G standard is up to come, still up to come. And so I think that as well, when the network infrastructure is, is in place, they really need to take a platform that can scale and adapt to those uh, standard evolution. And, and I think that that's something that people, that the client need to take in mind, saying, how can I start putting in place something that will be able to cope with standards evolving over the next two to three years. And so traffic evolving over the next two to three years as well. And so still being able to deliver the right services at the right level of quality, throughput, and all the things that we already discussed. So I think that the, the flexibility, adaptability of the platforms that will be then used for the 5G transport is quite critical. And we are seeing quite a lot of things working with Xalinx because they need a technology that can adapt to those different changes that they will have to go through over the next years that the 5G will, will, will have to be deployed. Yeah, Jill, can I ask a, a follow-up question on that? You, you talked about uh, that flexibility and the importance of it, right? Just the, the importance of there being that underlying flexibility uh, for the hardware that supports 5G. Uh, can you, and Sophie, uh, feel free to chime in um, on, on this as well. Can you explain a little bit more about that flexibility and why it's such a crucial aspect uh, to the deployment of 5G? Yes, my pleasure. So you remember Sophie mentioned that all those new protocols reliability uh, and latency that need to be uh, handled for the, for the new 5G deployment. Imagine that you are bringing uh, a Formula One into a mountain road. And imagine what, what you will need to adapt and what the car will need to be flexible to adapt to a, a mountain road when you are uh, F1. Uh, racing car. Mm -hmm. This is exactly what the 5G will have impact into the networks. Is how can you fit those new requirements, latency, uh, higher throughput, new protocols, uh, even new applications that will come on top of that and uh, network slicing, security. How can you fill all of those constraints into a network if you don't have a flexible platforms and then a flexible networks. So I think that all the flexibility that we're talking about is inherent to what the 3GPP has created as a standard for the 5G is 
there is so many aspects that need to be taken care of, depending of the application, depending of the uh, protocol, depending if it's coexisting with 4G, depending of the distance between uh, sites, that at the end, the flexibility required by the hardware, and by the way, that the EXFO uh, test equipment allow the customer to test as well, because at the end, you will need to validate that you have this flexibility uh, on those different components we discussed. If this is what's making the 5G requiring flexible platforms. Sophie, do you want to add anything? Yes, exactly what you, all of what you've mentioned, and, and also the fact that a lot of the, um, a lot of the 5G applications uh, are not known today. You know, the, there's 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 going to be an evolution. Uh, there's going to be uh, uh, new applications come in uh, over the next years that are not even known what they're what they are today. So, mobile operators are building that 5G network to support the future uh, application, and they will want to deploy these applications very fast. They want to they will want to deploy these new services, you know, with a with the touch of a button. And obviously, without having to change out hardware or, or the network, so it is. It, it's really critical that the hardware that goes in today has the full flexibility um, to be able to adapt to these uh, these new services and support future technologies, future uh, applications. Uh, and it's the same for the test equipment. Uh, they want to be able to validate and troubleshoot these new services with their existing solutions. So we know that the pace of, uh, of innovation is gonna be really, really fast once the networks uh, are deployed in terms of new services, new applications. So it's critical that the network has that full flexibility to evolve with the services. Right, absolutely. That 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 makes a lot of sense. Just in terms of uh, being able to uh, to grow and to flex and to be able to accommodate those those upcoming applications. And I know one of the things that's been discussed about this is that there will be new revenue opportunities that open as a result of all of this. And so, Gilles, just when it comes to new revenue opportunities, um, what are some of those those opportunities? What are some of those uh, those places where companies will be able to uh, open up new avenues for revenue when it comes to to five G? So. We touch about a couple of them in the discussion and, and, and what Sophie and I has been saying. So 5G has, is really a disruption into the network. So you can expect that several layers of the networks will have to be updated, adapt to the new requirements. So new opportunities for the uh, chip vendors, platform vendors like Xalinx, will be on the different stages of the 5G from the radio to the cross all or the X all, the any all that somebody, uh, some people are also calling it, to the base stations, as well as in the transport 5G uh, that we will have. So we will need the flexibility that our platforms are providing. But then when you are talking about uh, test equipment, and I will let Sophie commenting on that. Let me jump to the operators with new services that they can put on top of the 5G networks will be generating new revenue for them. On top of being able to connect uh, uh, IoTs uh, all over the world, then future connected cars that will also generate new revenue. So there is really a, a full set of opportunities for revenue that are coming from chips, to services, 
to platforms, to hardware components, and to test equipment. And I will let, I will let uh, Sophie comment uh, about that from the Expo perspective. Uh, thanks, Jill. Yes, from a from obviously from a test equipment perspective, there are some uh, revenue perspective on on um, the different technologies, uh, all the new technology that is brought in with 5G. Uh, there are requirements for uh, validating uh, these these different protocols, these new technologies. There's also with the um, the amount of fiber that's being deployed. There's a, quite an increased need in terms of fiber monitoring so making sure that that, that fiber foundation is uh, is healthy uh, and and working properly because again it is the foundation if that doesn't work then the the, the 5g network uh, will not work properly so that's that's definitely uh, uh, part of it um, if I talk also about uh, the the revenue or, or opportunities for the the service provider or the mobile operators um, one thing that we're seeing is that there's quite um, quite a, a discussion around uh, new revenues being created by in industrial applications. So more less about you know the the individual user, the mo the, the individual uh, with the mobile phone, but more on the in different industrial applications that that can be enabled by 5G um, in in different in all the different verticals, either it be manufacturing. Uh, IoT, like Jill mentioned, medical uh, verticals. Uh, so it opens up quite a, a, a market uh, of new uh, applications and new revenues for uh, the mobile operators. And that I think that's where a lot of the new revenue will come from for uh, for 5G. Right. Well, and as we talked about off the top, the the, the need for connectivity and um, just that requirement has been heightened quite a bit over the last several weeks, just as the world has kind of uh, taken a look at the coronavirus situation. And so um, there's an exciting future ahead when it comes to 5G. And I appreciate uh, both of you, Sophie and Gilles, for, for joining me today and talking a little bit more just about uh, the future of 5G, the work that's going into it today, and how your companies uh, at Expo and Xilinx are working together to make this a reality. So Sophie and Jill, thank you again so much for joining me today on the podcast. Thank you. Thank you, Sophie. Thank you, Tyler. And if I can add something, so stay all safe, work from home, and stay safe with your family. Absolutely. That's a, that's a good message uh, today, just as uh, the world is dealing with a pandemic uh, unlike something that uh, that any of us have seen in our lifetime at this point. And so thank you all so much again for, for joining the podcast today. And everybody, thank you for listening to this episode of Test Your Network by Exfo. Uh, for more episodes, be sure to go subscribe on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, make sure that you go back and listen to previous episodes as well as stay tuned for future episodes. So we will have more episodes coming soon in the future. But uh, for today, I've been your host today, Tyler Kern. Thank you for listening.